This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. And we're back on the VIP podcast. I'm Chris Saxman, your host. I'm the executive director of Virginia Free, but this podcast is also brought to you by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia. Typically, we talk about politics, but now we have another VIP in the uh, in the studio this morning, Lo Davis with Cavalier Futures Foundation. That's correct. That's correct. Nailed it. Uh, we're here to talk about. Although it's getting, I didn't realize this. It is somewhat political because because the some NIL uh, contracts have been drawn for political action committees, which is amazing. Right? It is amazing. It's a free market. But Lo Davis, tell us about what's going on at the University of Virginia and the NIL program. Let me, let me back it up. What is NIL yeah. and how is it impacting student athletes? Let's yeah. back it up with that. Yeah, so it's been in, the, it's been in the, the conversation for the last several years. And basically, NIL stands, stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. So in July of 2021, uh, the NCAA passed legislation that allowed student athletes to capitalize and monetize their name off a of name, image, and likeness. This is done through the NCAA, not through federal law. That is correct. And so as of July, there was this rush to how can we create opportunities for student athletes, both on the recruiting side and the retention side for college institutions and college athletic programs. Now, I think that when you look at how things have transformed, those institutions that were using recruiting, you know, maybe not in the best way to their advantage, they were still going to do it, but now under the guise of name, image, and likeness. And so for us at Virginia, we knew that we had to participate in this space. And literally, we wanted to do it in a way that was created for Virginia. And it was the Virginia way. So we couldn't pay attention to what was happening in other conferences. You know, the SEC, it was an arms race. And so for us, we had to do it in a Virginia way. And what does that mean? It means, yes, we want to help the top 1% of the student athletes that were there. But also we want to help the other 99% too. And we do that through networking, mentorship, career development, and hopefully job placement. So um, we're a year into this now, and it's been uh, a great opportunity for me. That's fantastic. Well, let's talk. It's about name, image, and likeness. Yes. What it's not is pay to play. That's absolutely right. At least that's not what it's supposed to be. That's right. And, de- and describe what it's not so that, so that the, the, the student athletes who might see this video... Yes who are wondering what my options here are, because it's a great part of the free market. Look, you can get paid for your participation in student athletics, but it can't be based on what you perform in the field. That's exactly right. And and even if you look at it from the standpoint of the way that um, you have the states and you have the NCAA. Right. And what we've chosen to do at Virginia, both at the institution level and with Cavalier Futures, is to work through the guidelines of the NCAA. And so pay for play is not one. If you have a student athlete that's within your program, you can build an NIL program that impacts that student athlete. You cannot use it for recruiting. So if there is a college, if there's a high school student who is on the recruiting trail, if there is a young person in the transfer portal, if anybody tells that student athlete there's a number, then it's illegal. Illegal. It's illegal. What would the sanction be if that is discovered to have happened? Well, that's still to be determined. And quite honestly, with the NCAA, 
the investigators, the, the bandwidth of investigating these opportunities are so small right now that I think they're kind of picking and choosing what they look at. So other than what's happened recently with the University of Miami and their women's basketball program, uh, I think BYU had a situation where the NCAA looked at it. Right. There's really not a lot of enforcement going on. But for us at Virginia, we want to make sure that we do it in such a way that A, it's sustainable, and B, that we don't want to raise any red flags for the institution, the student athlete, and for us personally at Cavalier Future. And what does that look like on a daily basis for, because it's, it's part of the recruitment process, mm -hmm. but the coaches can't talk about this. And it's my understanding that if, a, if it does come up, the, the coach has to say, we need to stop. Yeah. I can't talk about this. For, we, we cannot break the NCAA law, essentially. You need to go talk to a low Davis. So the rules have changed over the last several months, back in October and November. It's evolving that quickly. It's evolving that quickly, where now the institutions, including coaches and staff, can talk about an existing program that's happening within their institution. Right. But what they cannot do is they can't go out and fundraise for their own sport. If there are inquiries or if there are people who want to um, uh, support an NIL program, then the coach can say, there's a collective here called Cavalier Futures. Go meet with Low Davis and his team, and they can tell you what historically they've done with our program. And so now it's one of those things where six, eight, ten months ago, it was more of an arm's length conversation with the institution and the collective. Right. Now you're starting to find that that arm's length is shortening up a little bit more. Okay. And so we're working a little bit closer with the university to help support their NIL program and their needs. So, uh, and I would imagine this is all over the board throughout the country, and <laughs> and uh, we've we've had some recruiting. Yeah. Um, look, you, people are going to dabble. That's right. They're going to make That's mistakes. Right. But what I don't want is for that seventeen or eighteen year old young person who has a bright career ahead of them right. to make a tragic mistake. That's right. Be, by being led astray yes. by unsavory, pressure filled athletic departments who need those. That those talented kids to come and produce on the field. That's exactly right. And what you're finding now is, again, when you're talking about recruiting inducements, I guarantee you there's nowhere that these institutions or these collectives are putting anything in writing when there is a high school recruit or a transfer because they can't, right? There's no paper trail. It's illegal to use NIL as an inducement. But what you are finding now is you're, you're running into situations where all these promises are being made to student-athletes and even the collectives on that side of the world are not able to fulfill those obligations. And so I think just most recently one at TCU, a collective just folded because they didn't have the money that was promised to the student athlete. And so then they ended up having to shut their doors. Student athlete who ended up coming to that institution, now they're... Now, when you talk about collectives, are these specific organizations that are endorsed or, or uh, part of the university's athletic... Uh, sphere they're not they're not in the you're not part of the university we are not part of the but university. are you like the official nil organization let's put it this way i my personal background is i worked for the virginia athletic foundation for 12 years the SAF. yes and so the individuals that are working over in the McHugh center including carla williams and her team fantastic group knowing that Myself and others in a very strong board are going to do this the right way. As I say, although they can't endorse us at this point,
they sleep well at night, knowing that we're trying okay. to support their institution, their student athletes, and not create any of these issues. When I'm, and I'm trying to differentiate because other schools, they're going to have people out there saying, we're acting on the behalf of, or, you know, we know the coach over here, you come to us, and they're going to be scurrilous that's in right. their behavior. And that's really, again, I don't want to, as a former teacher and someone who's raised a lot of kids in our house, not just our own, right. you know, who have been athletes, who have been, uh, you know, on their way professionally, that's and right. it doesn't work out. Right. And you hate to see that at a very young age to have that, to have that flame of opportunity uh, extinguished. That's right. And so let's talk about the University of Virginia, what they're doing. You described it several times here today, Lowe Davis with uh, Cavalier Futures. Um, what is the right way in doing this? Yeah, the right way is to take advantage of the rules that have been set forth by the NCAA, not the state, but the NCAA. And that is student athletes now are allowed to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. So how can we help those student athletes? I think we all realize there's only going to be about 1% nationwide that are going to make meaningful income from this. No matter what you hear on you know, the internet or on TV, there's a lot of misinformation out there. But there's about 1% of the student athletes that are capturing meaningful dollars. So here at UVA, what we want to say is, okay, we're going to help the Kia Clarks. We're going to help the Reese Beekmans. The brand names. The, the brand names create opportunities for themselves. There are brand partners that are looking to work with them. Sure. But our goal is, is how can we, no matter what NIL looks like five years from now, how can we have a sustainable program? And one way to do that is through what we say is non-traditional NIL. And non-traditional NIL means making sure that these individuals are in the right room with the right network of people. And I use Brennan Armstrong as an example. Uh, Brennan came into last year. You know, highly touted, possible Heisman. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I said to Brennan, here's some deals for you. But if you come to meet the right people, whether you make $100,000 or $100 million uh, in the NFL, these are the people that you want to meet. Long term. Long term. And I, I say this, and it's, it's a little bit cliche. Six-figure paydays are great. Six-figure relationships last a long time. And that's the way we want to do it. So this day. is a, you're taking more of the long-term wealth creation, uh, value-oriented perspective. That's right. Is that fair? That's fair. And it's... And it's, I think, look, from a, from a, we talked about, we've talked offline, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked for, for, for a number of months, competitive advantage. Yes. And I think the University of Virginia's alumni network has to be considered um, a competitive advantage for UVA recruitment. Absolutely. And what's happening now is that the more that uh, individuals get educated, right, on name, image, and likeness, and they get educated on how we're doing this, then they're saying, oh, okay, so you're not just a Venmo account to student-athletes. It's not you're transactional. It's not transactional. So you're actually this looking... This is transformational. Exactly. And building the brand of the student-athlete is important. And we talk to student-athletes all the time, including our higher-profile student-athletes, they don't even know what their brand is. Right. And so what we try to say is there's value in every single student athlete that wears the orange and blue or the V-Sabers. And so what does that look like? Is that a $100 NIL deal for tweeting out something? Or is that to get you in the room with the right people, build a network, and now you have an internship? Now you have an externship. And possibly you have a six-figure job coming out of school. And to me, I'd rather have that while I'm wearing the orange and blue than running on the, the possibility of a professional career that may or may not last a long time. Well, they're gonna have a professional career 
regardless. Regardless. I mean, right. they could, you could sign a $100,000 deal, $500,000 deal, blow out your ACL, That's right. and you've got some money in the bank, which I'm sure for a lot of kids is very enticing. That's right. But the reality is you can do both at the University of Virginia with the Cavalier Futures program. You can get the big payday up front, That's right. but you also have to learn how to you know, go into a chosen field, a profession, right. and how to succeed there long term. Yes. And not just succeed professionally, but also personally. Yes. And we knew that we were having a breakthrough when student athletes who weren't even making a lot of money through NIL and through Cav Futures would call us up or send us an email and say, hey, what's your next event? We'd like to be there. And so we knew that from a mentorship, from a relationship, from a credibility standpoint, we have done a really good job over the last 11 months building that. And so now that's why we're able to sit at the table with the University of Virginia 11 months later to say, how can we support you and feel good about what they're thinking? Because it's been really about building a sustainable organization that's credible, that all of us can feel good about. And I would think from an employer perspective, Virginia Free, the organization I, I run, a lot of um, large companies in Virginia, but also a lot of small companies, a yes. lot of trade associations, they're all looking for talent. That's right. They're all, I mean, not just for, the, not just for, for their for their for their teams, right. you know, for the bowling team, right. um, you know. But they also need long-term employees who fit into their culture their, of their of their organization. And I would imagine part of the attraction for employers is to say we need this person on our team long-term, not for their sports teams, but for, to their, for their professional team that is, that is the lifeblood of that organization. And having those student athletes who bring in a tremendous set of soft skills. Yes. And with the background of University of, University of Virginia education, it's gotta be a great relationship opportunity. Well, I can tell you this, one of the things that I'm most proud of today is we've created a, a sister entity called Cav Futures Foundation. So it is a nonprofit in, entity that will work with student athletes in several areas of education, financial literacy, personal growth and development, mental health, wow. but also there's a career development side of things too and career networking. And so back in December, we ended up putting together a career fair for the football program. First ever we've ever done this. And so we ended up having 40 businesses from all over the country come in, have an informal lunch with the entire team, then the second and third years broke off and had uh, mock interviews for internships and externships. And then the fourth, fifth, and sixth year players got dressed up in their suits. Okay. They had resume books, which we assisted in putting together. And I think we've had five or six job offers from that December career fair. And so we want to take that blueprint and now build it out for all student athletes. And so it was a huge success, a huge success. I would like to see you know a time when... You know, college students line up the hats of Amazon, UPS, FedEx, uh, you know, or the different banks, you know, right. Bank of America, Capital One, and they pick the hat. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to continue my career <laughs> right. at Capital One. <laughs> I mean, be that right. kind of recruitment, because we see that the draft combine was this past weekend yes. and everyone's doing, the, you, know, the, you know, the tangibles, the, the 40s and the broad jumps and the high jumps right. and the bench press and all that kind of stuff. But you know, talk about GPAs, talk right. about worth it, work ethic, right. talk about, you know, where you want to live and how you want to take your accounting degree, your engineering degree, your medical degree, right. and apply that going forward for a young person coming out of college to see that in the future. That's a hard visual. It is. It how is. do you overcome that? Well, it's a very hard visual. But again, what I think in Virginia, which makes us really unique, is that student athletes are not coming there just for the money. Right. And so I 
I talked to Coach Bennett and I talked to Coach Elliott and Lars Tiffany. The NIL program at Virginia is a complementary piece. And I always say we're an and organization, not an or. Right. And so when you have a strong NIL program, it gives the student athlete, whether you're coming in or whether you're in the transfer portal, a reason to stay, not a reason to look elsewhere. Right. And so we don't have student athletes that are looking for six-figure mega deals. I'm sure that's going to come down the pike. But that'll come naturally, that'll won't it? That'll come naturally. Absolutely. If you're a four-star, five-star recruit, you're in that different realm already. That's it. And that's a totally available there. That's You have that at Virginia. That's exactly right. And so for us, it is how can we create opportunities so that we can be unique in the way that we do things? And so whether it's through our nonprofit and being able to, to do community engagement or whether it's creating some high-profile endorsement opportunities with McDonald's and Ting Internet, that's going to capture the attention of student-athletes who want to come and play for Tony Bennett, right? Who want to win an ACC championship and ultimately show up at a Final Four and win a national championship, and then they can make some money along the way in a credible way. It is, it is absolutely awesome. I spoke with an individual the other day who said, look, I don't want to pay student-athletes for anything I love the fact that they're at UVA. I know that they want to make, get a degree, but boy, I would love to be able to help them invest the money that they're earning okay. for, for long-term gain and success. And so again, that falls under the foundation side, but now that's personal growth and development that a lot of other programs are not doing out there in the country. So it's got to be a competitive advantage for the University of Virginia. And what I like about the entire department mm -hmm. Um, is the fact that I think every program that, that I've tried to examine, not just from the wins and the losses and the performance and that kind of stuff, but they seem to have leaders, the coaches who are of the highest integrity, yes. who want to run their programs the right way. And they, and they extol this in their, in their public conversations. Exactly. Tony Elliott just says, I, I want to run the best program in America. Right. Tony Bennett, I believe, runs the best program in America. Right. Lars Tiffany. Uh, you talk about the, the, the programs, uh, Coach Mox now at the yes. for, the, for the women's basketball program, bringing that team up. But you also have championships in swimming and diving and Absolutely. tennis and women's. I mean, you got, you got so many great things going on there, but it's the cultural aspect that I, that I think is so important. That's right. For the Commonwealth, because it says these kids who are going to be adults right. are going to be leaders, hopefully remain in the Commonwealth. That's right. Uh, and we can all benefit from that leadership, but it's that doing it the right way yes. so that when they're our age and a little older, they can look back and go, I created around me a better community. That's it. I made it well. I did well. I'm also doing good. Yes. Well, and if you look at our board right now, so you have Ralph Sampson, you have Matt Schaub, okay. you have Hank Dudgeon, you had Doug Dunkel, who just recently left us, all former student athletes who have gone out to do magnificent things in the world, who had great experiences both while they were at the university, uh, professionally, whether it's professional sports or just careers. And now they're saying, okay, how can I use this, my network, give back to Virginia and do this whole NIL for the long term and do it the right way? And I want to be influential in helping to do that. Um, we had Matt Schaub at our, our board meeting last week and a luncheon in Richmond, and Matt pulled me aside. And Matt's been, you know, in Georgia and enjoying his uh, retirement. And he said, Lo, you know what? I want to spend more time helping and not just with my dollars, but I want to be able to engage student athletes and talk to them about contracts and what it's like to deal with agents 
and what it's like to deal with investments. I mean, all of these things that now at 38 years old, Matt can go back. I'm having a hard time (laughs) wrapping my head around the fact that Matt Schaub is 38. How about that? How about that? (laughs) Well, it's it's amazing. I mean, if you think about the, the people that were in that room last week, we had three of the greatest quarterbacks in the University of Virginia's history from Matt Schaub, Aaron Brooks, and Sean Moore. And all three of them now, especially under Carla's leadership, is saying, how can we help? And we need more people, whether you are a professional. What's the answer? What's the, I mean, yeah. what's the answer to a Sean Moore, a Herman, a, a Aaron Brooks, and a Matt Schaub? Yeah. What do you say to them? I say work, work through the process on this. One. We need your presence first. Physical and presence. Physical presence. We need you in the room. We need you around the program because there has been a gap, if you will, of people and how they perceive Virginia football, especially. And the success and the prominence that we had during the George Welsh years and the early Al Grow years. And so being able to come back and mentor these student athletes to say, change the culture. You can win and we're here to help you. So I think the presence is first and foremost. I think if you were also to sit down with Carla and you were able to sit down with Coach Elliott, we need investment. We need people to buy in at the ground level. So that we can help lift this program up, because I think we all know, and if all you have to do is look around the country, full stadiums are going to help pay the bills for athletic departments. A full Scott Stadium and people buying in, whether the program is on the rise or not, is going to help Lars Tiffany that much more. It's going to help Brian O'Connor that much more. And believe it or not, Brian O'Connor, great guy, great guy. And, And it's also going to help Tony Bennett. So imagine us winning these championships, and I think there's 31 in the, in the glass case, if you will, and that's with a thin budget. So if you can have football be very, very successful, and I think our Olympic sport coaches get it, then we're going to be in a much better position as a department, as opposed to you know what Maryland went through, where they were going to lose sports, mm-hmm. and they joined the Big Ten, and you know they were able to get that back. So I think Virginia isn't excellent, excellent place to get an education. We have the greatest coaches around the country. I did an interview the other day with a, with a platform that we're looking to partner with, and we had five coaches on, and I told the gentleman from the platform, I said, you just had three national championship winning coaches back to back to back. Not many programs can say that. And so that's what you have at Virginia. And again, NIL is not going away. It's going to be a component but it's not going to be the end-all, be-all that drives success at the university. But I think the culture, and I, and I hate to use this term lightly, mm-hmm. or I don't want to use this term lightly, excellence mm-hmm. in championships, and it's great to win, but these kids have to see this long-term, and it's unfortunate that we are in a, a society that doesn't reward that. Right. But that's part of the challenge of being young. That's right. Is seeing what's in my best interest. That's right. And I think the University of Virginia lays out a program of long-term success for a lot of these kids. And having those, not just the athletic alumni come back, which is very important from the star perspective. I mean, having Chris Long in the room is a a big deal. That's right. You know, having Malcolm Brogdon back is a big deal. That's right. Seeing those guys who hoisted up the the national championship trophy, it's a really big deal. Having the Ryan Zimmermans come back really helps build it, but it's that cultural experience right. that I think the University of Virginia has lacked. Yes. And I think it's you know, partly due geographically to where right. Charlottesville is. It's That's difficult. Right. It's not easy to get there. That's right. But you have to create that, that emphasizes and forces you to create something even better. 
Well, and I think also too, Chris, the, the thing is, is we've been there. We've done it before. Right. We've experienced success at a really high level. And although football has not won a national championship, you were winning eight, nine, 10 games a year, and you're going to high level bowl games. So how can we get back to that point? And, you know, I always say this for our fans. I understand they want winners at Virginia, but sometimes you have to invest early on and you have to show by filling up a stadium, you're going to have these recruits that are coming in and say, I want to play there. I can change the program. I can change the culture. And so I do believe in Carla Williams. I think she is a phenomenal leader. Absolutely. Obviously, we went through a horrific tragedy back in November. But, you know, to watch her and how she conducted herself, not only to grieve personally, but also to take care of these 800 student athletes and coaches in the community that was hurting really badly. She's pulling us out of this. And while we never move on, we're moving forward. And she is determined to take that use of excellence and not use it loosely and to elevate this program to something that, again, Tony Elliott talks about the model program. We've been the model in everybody's eyes for a long time, but there's so much left for sure. Virginia athletics. If, if, uh, if someone wants to help out, yes, Cavalier Futures, not just for the sake of winning programs and winning, you know, and beating tech or beating, which is really important, yeah. or, you know, I'm just kidding around. Beating Clemson is more important in my right. estimation, <laughs> in football anyway. Um, how can they sign up? What yes. can they do? You say people want to help. Where do they go? So we have a couple of, of mechanisms that people can participate in and help. So we have, for the everyday fan and supporter, we have our Cavs Club, uh, which is a subscription services. Okay. And it's anywhere from $4.99 a month to $500 a month. And basically with that, if you sign up at whatever level, you get exclusive content. You get one-on-ones with the student athletes. So it's a really engaging piece. Okay. And so that's for, you know, the fan who wants to be out there to support. The other thing that um, we launched our nonprofit foundation back in January called Cavs uh, Future Foundation. Um, and you can find that at CavsCare.org. 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 And that one is, is developing the entire student athlete. Okay. And we're looking at the educational support. But also there is an NIL component, too, where we're partnering student athletes with nonprofits in the Charlottesville community. We hope to expand that throughout the state. And for the good work that they're doing for these nonprofits, we're able to support them and compensate them for some of their efforts. What's the one thing you could do today? If someone's watching this and go, what, what can I do? What's, that one, what's the one ask you make? The one ask I would make is we want to, to really help make this sustainable. Okay. And again, through contributions, through support, through business support, we want this to be sustainable no matter what NIL looks like. And I can tell you, you can be affiliated with the University of Virginia or not. I think if you go to our website and you see what we're doing, it's going to be, be appealing to everyone. So again, we're developing young people to go out into the world and make a difference. And I really believe in that. Well, I think you will because you have great leadership who are developing great kids. And I think any one of those kids, whether they're whether they're you know the long snapper on the on the scout team or they're a, they're a starting uh, point guard on a national championship team this coming this spring it's March Madness after yeah. all um, they add so much value to those companies that they participate in that's right and people it excites people that's right they got a kid here from UVA he's fantastic that's exactly right. and that's and I think that's a, a perspective I don't think a lot of people see when they make that investment right 
And I think a lot of businesses should should look at this as they're going to help us out too. Well, I, all those lessons that they learn in the locker room from those great coaches, absolutely. they're going to bring with them. Well, I sit here 30 plus year affiliation with the University of Virginia, and I could have done a lot of things. I was in a very solid situation with the Virginia Athletics Foundation, but I chose this particular opportunity so that I could help make an impact on the young folks that move out of this so that they can come back. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Lo Davis with Cavalier Futures Foundation. Yes. Make sure I get the, the name of the organization right. Lo Davis, thanks for joining us here on the VIP podcast. A little bit of politics, but uh, more about Virginia and very important people here in Virginia at the University of Virginia doing great things for those student athletes of the future who are going to be our citizens who are going to be out in the world and leading us for, for decades to come. So this is a, this is a really important program, the NIL program. It's just a part of that, but a really important part. Thanks for joining us in the VIP podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thanks for joining us.